All right. Well, good morning. Join me with prayer before we start. Father, I thank you uh, so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity uh, to share your truth this morning here at Dorsville. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit fill this room. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit fill each individual uh, that's here today that knows Jesus Christ as Lord. Father, I pray that you open our ears and you tenderize our hearts with your word today. It's in Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, as you can see there, the title of my message today is Jesus, something about that name. And I, I have to give credit to Trey. Um, he called earlier in the week. He wanted to know what the message was going to be on. And he, he's, he's done a great job getting the scriptures together for me on the screen uh, and putting the songs together. I mean, it was a great uh, worship time this morning. And uh, then he got this video that we just watched together at last minute for me. So, you know, Trey and the uh, worship team have been doing a fantastic job, and uh, they need to be recognized for that. Right. All right. So, Jesus... Something about that name. I'll tell you, there just truly is something about the name of Jesus. And if when you speak it, it doesn't do something to you, you better check yourself. Okay? Um, I was originally, and I'm going to share it with you, going to use like a video that was uh, from the song titled, There's Something About That Name, that was written by the Gaithers, Bill and Gloria. And here's the lyrics to that song. Jesus, 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 there's something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. It needs to stir in our hearts that there's something about the name of Jesus. And I want you to hear it this morning, church, through this message, that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says this, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it says, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which, by which we must be saved. I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a saving power in His name. There is no other name that has been given that can save other than Jesus Christ. There's so much power in the name of Jesus that we hear in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. When Jesus had sent out the 72, you've heard that message, and when they returned, this is what they said to Jesus. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. 
The demons shudder at the powerful name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, we're living in a world where there's evils everywhere. And church, we should be shouting the name of Jesus Christ. I told Brother Dwayne a couple weeks ago we was going to have breakfast. And I said, I was at the restaurant and I was down there by myself one day and I just felt the heaviness on the place. And I went all the way around that restaurant praying in the name of Jesus Christ that whatever it was, that it would get away. Whatever it is in your life, church, you need to be shouting the name of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, Jesus says this. I assure you, he says, the one who believes in me will do the works that I do. And he or she will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father, Jesus says. But in verse 13, he says, whatever you ask, and you need to get this. Jesus is speaking and he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You get that? Whatever you ask. In my name, Jesus says, I will do it. I love that. I love that. Listen, church, we must have faith in the name of Jesus and what he can do. Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 through and 22, Jesus says this. I assure you, if you have faith and you do not doubt, here it is. It will be done for you. And whatever you believe, you will receive uh, whatever you ask for in prayer. And if you believe, he says, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Listen, church, Jesus says it. Uh, whatever you ask for in my name, whatever you ask for in my powerful name, believe it and you will receive it. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I've, told this, I've shared this message a couple times now, and I'm going to tell you, don't be asking Jesus for the winning lottery numbers because he's not going to answer that prayer. Don't be asking him for a new F-150 pickup truck or a bass boat because Jesus is not going to answer that prayer. I would say don't be using his name in that way. But how about this? Ask Jesus, ask in the name of Jesus Christ to what? To protect your family. He cares about your family. You ask in the name of Jesus Christ to protect your family. You ask in the name of Jesus Christ to protect your church family. Ask in the name, the powerful name of Jesus for a healing. For a healing of whatever it is you may be dealing with. Have you done it? We all have things going on in our life and, and Jesus wants us to call upon him. And Jesus wants us to ask him. And then he wants us to have faith and believe that he will answer what we're asking.
We need to call upon the powerful name of Jesus Christ for a healing from sickness, for a healing from addictions. You know anybody that's got one? We need to proclaim victory for that person in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask it in the powerful name of Jesus for Him to heal those who are sick, those who have addictions. We need to ask in the powerful name of Jesus Christ for a healing of our own sins. How about this one? Ask, we should ask in the name of Jesus Christ for guidance in our life. Any of y'all need some good guidance? Well, you're not going to find it from any man or woman on this earth. You're going to find good guidance from your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to call upon him. You know, Jeremy Bennett needs to learn from this message himself. I need to be calling upon Jesus Christ to help me through my day. Ask in Jesus' name for guidance in your life. Ask in Jesus' name for peace. Ask in the powerful name of Jesus Christ for things to be lined out in our world. Ask and have faith and believe that it will be done. Jesus says so. Do you believe what your Savior says? says it right there. Ask in my name and I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I love it. Now, I told him in the first service, I'm just now beginning to get this. At age 51, it's finally starting to sink in, this old thick skull. You know, I've been uh, accused of being slightly hard-headed. You know, and I'm telling you, it's finally starting to set in. That there truly is a power in the name of Jesus. And that I need to be speaking it as often as I can. So the bulk of our message is coming from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I love this story. I've shared it with you all before. We've heard it a lot. It's the healing of the lame man, and it says this. Now, Peter and John were going up together to the temple complex at the hour of prayer at three in the afternoon. And a man who was lame from birth was carried there and placed every day at the temple gate called Beautiful. He was placed there so he could beg from those entering the temple complex. Verse 3 says that when he saw Peter and John about the inner about to enter the temple complex, he asked for help. Peter, along with John, said, look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. In verse 6, Peter says, uh, <clears throat> I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up. And walk. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once, it says, his feet and his ankles became strong. Verse 8, I love it. He said, so he jumped up, 
get a good visual of that. He jumped up, he stood, and he started to walk. And he entered the temple complex with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. I love this story. I, in fact, I'm just going to tell you, I love Acts chapter 1, I love Acts chapter 2, and 3, and 4. It's good. There's so many wonderful things in the book of Acts. I love where Peter and John were walking into the temple complex, and they saw this lame man, this guy that had been uh, placed there every day of his adult life to beg. Lame since birth, never being able to walk. And Peter and John, they come up. You know, this isn't the first time that Peter and John's passed by this lame man. It's not the first time they've been to the temple complex. And the word tells us that the man was placed there every day. This time it's different. Peter and John see the lame man. And they see him in a different way. See, Peter and John, they're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We read about that in Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit came and rested upon the apostles. Well, see, Peter has gone to preaching, and now he and John are entering into the temple complex. They're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and instead of seeing the lame man that's laid there every day, now they see a man that Jesus Christ died for. They see a man that needs help, and they see this man through the eyes of Christ. Because they're filled with the Holy Spirit, they are moved with compassion in their heart for this man. I love it. They can't walk by. You know, compassion, it's a sympathetic pity. Peter and John saw the man and they had pity for him. But they saw the man and they knew what could happen. Because they believed in God. They had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And they have got the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within them and around them. And so Peter says, look at us. And the lame man looks at him and he says, listen, I don't have silver or gold, but what I've got, I give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, he says, you get up and walk. I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus. We need to get it. We need to get it and we need to proclaim victory over open heart surgery in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to proclaim victory over dementia in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to proclaim uh, victory over addictions in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter and John, they approached the man and it says they looked at him intently. They were looking at him in a way that Jesus Christ wants you and me to look at others. 
as someone who needs to know Jesus. I love what it says there in verse 8. <laughs> the man jumped up. He stood and started to walk, entering the temple complex with Peter and John, leaping and praising God. Don't you love that? This man has never walked a day in his life. When we are young, we learn how to walk. We have to have someone saying, come on. This is what happens when Jesus enters in in a powerful way in your life. You go from being a lame man, never being able to walk, to being able to jump and leap and praise God. It's good. I'm telling you, that's good. So if we skip down to verse 12. Verse 11 says, While he, the lame man, the healed man, was holding on to Peter and John, all of the people, greatly amazed, it says, ran toward them. And Peter, it says in verse 12, When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this, Peter says? Or, or why do you stare at us as, as though we made him walk on our own power or godliness? Go to verse 16. Peter says, by faith in his name, by faith in Jesus' name, his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. You know, Peter asked this question, why are you looking at us? As though we've had something to do with his walking. It's had nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with Jesus. It has everything to do with speaking in a boldness the name of Jesus Christ over that man. In that video we just watched, in that song we sang, that we speak the name of Jesus over our families. Peter and John speak in the name of Jesus over the lame man. Amen. You want to see some miracles take place in this world that we're living in, in this life that you're living, then you start speaking with the boldness the name of Jesus Christ. And you look for the miracle to happen. You await for it to happen. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong. Peter was saying it had nothing to do with us. By using Jesus' name, Peter showed who gave him authority and power to heal. The apostles did not emphasize what they could do, but what God could do through them. You know, Peter and John, they're, they're not here with us anymore. So God is counting on you and me to speak the name of Jesus Amen. into people's lives.
God is counting on you and me, the apostles of today, to take the gospel to the lost. There's power in the name of Jesus. And God's counting on you and me to share this truth. Jesus' name must be used in faith and what he can do. Don't go around speaking the name of Jesus and not, not expecting it to happen. You have faith, it will. Peter and John did. What's different for them? They didn't have anything any different than what you and I've got. Some might disagree with that. They believed in God. Listen, they had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you? They had the Holy Spirit of God. Bible clearly teaches that when you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you too will be given this gift, the Holy Spirit. I can't tell that Peter and John had anything that we don't. They loved God, they had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and they had the Holy Spirit of God in them. In Acts chapter 4, verse 7, Peter and John, they were arrested. They were seized by the rulers, the elders, and the scribes. You know, they didn't like what they were doing. They didn't like the idea that this man was healed. And and so they seized uh, Peter and John, and they asked him this question in verse 7. By what power or in what name have you done this? See, they recognized. They recognized the power. And and so they asked that question. And so then Peter's response in verse 8, 8 through 12, he says, uh, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, uh, rulers of the people and elders, Peter says, uh, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, here it is, that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This Jesus Peter says, is the stone that you rejected, but has become the cornerstone. And then we hear it again in verse 12. Peter says, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people. And we must be saved by it. We must be saved by it. 
Verse 10, Peter says, Let it be known to all of you that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, he's well. He's standing here. There's power in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he says this again in verse 12, There's salvation in no one else. I don't care what the world says. There's salvation in no one else. There's no other way to heaven. I don't care what religion it is that says you keep working and you keep doing good and you'll eventually make it. Uh Uh-uh. It doesn't work that way. There's no other way to heaven but through by believing in the one and only Son of God, Jesus Christ. There's power in Him and in His name. There is salvation in no one else. And you must be saved by it. So I have this question. Have you called upon the powerful name of Jesus Christ? Have you called upon the powerful name of Jesus Christ? If you haven't, I pray that you do not wait any longer. You see, Peter and John, they knew that they had no power. But they knew the one who does. They know Jesus Christ personally, and they know that he has the power to save. They know that he has the power to heal anything. And I have to say it again, they didn't have anything that we don't. If you truly have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have everything that Peter and John had when they healed that man. Or when the Lord Jesus healed the man through them. You have everything they had. Except for maybe the boldness. That's something to pray for. Have you called on the powerful name of Jesus Christ? Boy, I sure hope you have. In Acts chapter 2, we're almost done. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. uh, The Holy Spirit had came and it had rested upon the apostles and the first followers. And we know by reading in the Word that Peter went to preaching and he had one humdinger of a message. We hear that 3,000 people came to know Jesus after that one message. But what happened... When Peter began to preach, after being filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and after he had began to preach, and when he was done, all of these people fell under a deep conviction, and they asked a question. Brothers, what must we do? And Acts chapter 2, verse 38 is Peter's response. Repent. Repent. Peter said to them, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And here it is. And you too will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I sure hope this is something you've done.
But if you haven't, it's not too late. If you haven't called upon the powerful name of Jesus Christ to come into your life and to save you, then it's as easy as ABC. This is something Ron Reed shares at our uh, Judgment House every year, at the end of Judgment House. It's as easy as ABC. And A is this, you have to admit to God that you have sinned. B, believe that Jesus died for you and is willing to forgive you. And C stands for two words. Confess your willingness to turn from your sin. And the second C word, commit. Commit your life to following Jesus. It's that easy. I hope every one of you here today has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But there's a real good chance that there's someone in here today that doesn't know him personally. And so we're going to have a time of invitation. Trey's going to come and he's going to lead us through a song. And if you feel it laid upon your heart today to come forward and say, Today, I choose to follow this Jesus. I pray that today that be your day, that today you make that decision. Brother Brent, he'll be standing right down here, and I know that he would love to pray with you. If you're here and you've been a wanderer, maybe this is your first time back to church in a while, and you feel like rededicating your life to serving the Lord, man, what a great day for a rededication. Perhaps you want to make Dorisville Baptist your church home. We'd love to have you. Whatever decision you need to make, here in just a minute, I pray that you make it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day. Father, I thank you for the opportunity once again to share your word, your truth, Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for sending him to save us. Father, we pray for a boldness to be able to share this truth about the powerful name of Jesus Christ. We pray for a boldness to be able to share this truth called the gospel about Jesus and how he was sent to save us. Father, we pray now that if there's anyone here through the way of the Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them, speak to their minds, and speak to their hearts. And if they should need to make a decision, that they will not hesitate, that they will come forward and they would say, Today I choose Jesus. We pray all these things in his most powerful name. Amen.